This is Joshua Mack from Cornerstone Bible Church. Hope you're doing well. Uh, We are uh, doing a series of podcasts on marriage and family, and uh, I hope they're helpful. But we're uh, going back to the the basics, really, and asking, um, what does the Bible say about marriage? And, And when I say basics, I mean basic, like specifically, what is marriage? Uh, if you were going to try to define marriage, how would you define it? Uh, finish the sentence. Marriage is what? Uh, on the one hand, that, that seems easy. On, on the other, when you start actually trying to define it, what, what is at the essence of marriage? It can, it can feel actually a little difficult. So let me give you a, a couple Uh, Jim Neuheiser, he says, marriage is a lifelong companionship between a man and a woman that has been established under God and before the community. Andreas Kostenberger, marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman instituted by and publicly entered into before God, whether or not this is acknowledged by the married couple, normally consummated by sexual intercourse. Christopher Ash. Marriage is the voluntary sexual and public social union from one man and one woman from different families. This union is patterned upon the union of God with his people, the bride, the Christ with his church. Intrinsic to this union is God's calling to lifelong, exclusive sexual faithfulness. Now let's pick apart those definitions just a little. And uh, part of why... I want us to pick apart those definitions. Again, it's just because it's hard to do anything well if you don't know what it is. And so we want to be clear on what marriage is. And uh, these men emphasize a couple different things when they talk about what marriage is. See if you can catch it. It's a companionship established under God and before the community. It's a sacred bond instituted and publicly entered into. It is a voluntary public union. First of all, these men are making clear that marriage is a relationship. Obviously, it's a kind of relationship. When we talk about marriage, we're talking about a kind of relationship. And then a second, they're they're describing that relationship as a sacred bond, as a voluntary union. It's a, you might say, it's a covenantal relationship. Marriage is a covenantal relationship. And let me emphasize that covenantal aspect. Because as people think about marriage and the marriage relationship, there are uh, different ways they describe it. So some would say marriage is a sacrament. Others would say, no, uh, marriage is, is more like a contract. It's a contractual relationship. And then others, as I'm suggesting, would say it's a covenant. So the Catholic Church would say it's a sacrament. It's like this mysterious relationship where if you do it correctly, uh, Jesus is present in a mystical way, and uh, God mystically dispenses grace as you're married in in the Catholic Church. And uh, that may be why some people feel like you have to be married in the church. I don't know if there are people in the States that feel that way uh, anymore, but it definitely was something that came up in, in Africa. They felt like, people felt like, yeah, we need to be married in the church, almost because uh, it, it felt like there was something special that happened in the church. But it's hard to find that particular view in the Bible. There's not really anything in the Bible that says marriage mystically dispenses grace or there's some spiritual 
power in the wedding vows when they're done in a certain place. That's more from tradition. Uh, more people today, I think, would, would say that marriage is a contract. Uh, so, as one man explains, proponents of this approach view marriage as a bilateral contract that is voluntarily formed, maintained, and dissolved by two individuals. And then we're saying, we think the Bible would say, marriage is a covenantal relationship. And uh, one reason we, we say that is because it does say that. Proverbs 2.17, talking about the adulteress, it, it says this is the problem with adultery. She forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. So the marriage relationship is a loyalty agreement formally solemnized by a vow before God. It's a covenant, and that's one thing that makes adultery such a big deal. And then Malachi 2.14, Ezekiel 16.8, both describe marriage this way as well as a covenant. Now, a covenant, contract, what's the difference? I mean, are we just sort of um, debating semantics here? But uh, not not really. Uh, one difference is in the way people think about a contract. So how do people think about a contract? A contract is something you typically make for a limited period of time. And most often it deals with specific actions rather than the whole relationship. And basically a contract is conditioned upon uh, someone else continuing to perform their obligations to you. So uh, part of the purpose of a contract is really how do I get out of this contract without getting uh, ripped off. And I, I would think that typically if you enter into a contract, you're doing it for your own safety, for your own protection, which is why uh, one reason why contract's too small a word uh, for what's happening in the marriage relationship. We need a bigger word, and that's covenant, which is it does have some similarities to a contract in that when you talk about a con uh, covenant, you're talking about a legal relationship between two people or two groups of people, and there are going to be obligations, there are going to be promises there, but it's different. It's different in that it's bigger than just a temporary business relationship. And it's not only bigger, it's also personal. It's not just paper, it's people, it's hearts. And it is uh, bigger uh, because it's not just between the two people. It's between the two people and God. So marriage is a covenant made with God. And you can see if you go back to the different definitions uh, that I, I shared earlier that the authors were trying to stress that. So Neuheiser talks about it being under God. Kostenberger talks about it being before God. And that's important because there's this unique thing going on with the marriage covenant in that there is a horizontal dimension to the covenant and a vertical one. Jim Neuheiser has written a great book on marriage, and I'm, I'm quoting. But he says, God joins every married couple. Consequently, both spouses have covenant obligations to God, even if they don't acknowledge his place in their relationship. A properly conducted marriage ceremony emphasizes the reality that the man and the woman are making their vows before God, to whom they'll give account. And this is the reason so many traditional Christian wedding services have both a set of questions as well as a set of vows. And I'm still quoting here from Neuheiser, but he says, in the questions, each spouse is asked something like this. Will you have this woman to be your wife and will you make a promise to her to live with her, to cherish her, to love her according to the ordinance of God in the holy bond of marriage. And how does the spouse answer? If they ask the wife or if they have to ask the husband the, a similar question, they say, I will. But who are they speaking to? They're speaking to the pastor, but really ultimately they're speaking to God. 
And then after they've made that promise to God, they turn to each other and say their vows, making making their promises to one another. Now, um, why does this matter? Like, what are the implications for saying that marriage is a covenantal relationship? Let me tell you a couple obvious ones. Just practically, a covenant happens at a point in time. So you don't grow into a covenant. No, it happens. At one point, you don't have a covenant. At another point, you do have a covenant. You don't slowly enter into the covenant. And you don't slowly become married. Marriage is something you enter into. And once you're in it, you're in it, no matter how you feel. And you're in a certain kind of relationship. You're not in this covenant with everyone. In other words, it's not every relationship. It's a unique relationship. And here's the important thing. The nature of that covenant, that relationship, you've entered into at a point in time with that person. The terms of that covenant are actually defined by God. In other words, when you get married, you enter into a new kind of relationship you didn't have before. And because it's a God-designed and God-defined covenant, you don't get to negotiate the terms. God's already decided the terms. And so you know, again, you're either in that covenant or not. But the thing is, once you're in that covenant, you don't get more married or less married on the basis of how your relationship is going at that point. Uh, On the basis of whether you like your relationship or not, because that's not how a covenant works. And uh, if you're not married, you need you need to know that and that's what you're what's happening when you marry someone. And if you are married, you need to make sure when you're having problems that you remember what happened when you got married. When you marry someone, you are entering into a legally binding relationship with someone where you're promising certain future things to them and you're promising to fulfill certain responsibilities to God. And so the covenant you're making with them is not just about that moment. It's really about the the future. Tim Keller, he explains, he says, years ago, I attended a wedding in which the couple wrote their own vows. They said something like this. I love you and I want to be with you. At the moment I heard it, I realized what all historic Christian marriage vows had in common, regardless of their theological and denominational differences. The people I was listening to were expressing their current love for each other, and that was fine and and moving, but that's not what marriage vows are. Wedding vows are not a declaration of present love, but a mutually binding promise of future love. A wedding should not be primarily a celebration of how loving you feel now. That, That can be safely assumed. Rather, in a wedding, you stand up before God, your family, and all the main institutions of society and you promise to be loving, faithful, and true to the other person in the future regardless of how you feel or how your circumstances are going. Which means if you're saying to yourself, man, we, I, I want to get out of this marriage because I just don't feel like I love the spouse, my, my spouse anymore. Uh, what you're saying is I, I want a divorce because I I know I don't have any biblical grounds for divorce. Uh, No one's broken this covenant that we've made. But uh, we just don't have the same feelings that we used to have for each other. If you're you're saying that, you know um, what a a good, loving counselor would have to say to you. They, They would have to say, you don't feel like loving each other anymore. 
okay, that's hard. I can imagine that's very difficult and go through, you know, express all kinds of compassion and concern. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to go back to the covenant you made with God and with each other. And certainly, as we look at that covenant, part of the commitment that you made was to love one another. And so now our job is to help you learn to love one another and be faithful to the covenant. In other words, the fact that you don't feel that love anymore doesn't mean you have grounds to get out of the covenant. It just means you need to figure out how to fulfill the covenant. As you look at improving your marriage, you're really working on becoming what you are as a married couple. If you know what I'm saying, this is what when you say your vows, when you get married, you're you're like, this is what I'm signing up for. This is what I'm committing to. And of course, maybe back in the day, you didn't know the full extent of the covenant you were making. But if you are married, when you got married, you entered into this state, this new kind of relationship with these terms defined by God and where you promised to each other before God to keep those terms. And now that you have this new status, you need to work on relating to one another more and more how God designed you to relate. So marriage is a covenant. It's a covenantal relationship. And we'll talk about that second part of the definition and and the implications it has uh, more next time.